as somebody once said on uh was it a psychological evaluation of you or an iq test oh yeah the psych it was the psych evaluation thing the psych evaluation where they said that you uh you try to blend in with normal kids and make friends by discussing topics that interest you such as the power rangers yep i mean we'll definitely talk about my early childhood um today so (laughs) the only i mean we could just we could just go from here i mean i was potty trained because of this show okay Uh, that's too much like my parents would promise me that i could play with various action figures if i used the toilet (laughs) who were the action figures uh one of them i'm pretty sure is named like guitardo and then there was one that was like a rhinoceros guy uh guitardo it definitely wasn't the one that was uh, an evil pachinko machine. Which is <laughs> oh, really? Konami? The giveaway that this was fifty uh, percent Japanese uh, <laughs> recut footage. Yeah, Konami did. Uh, did did the Power Rangers? How? Oh, you know what? I should do the one. I was going to say I will do the introduction though. Uh, unless Travis, did you write the? Did you come up with the, the question uh, I posed to you last night? I was night? trying to. I, I should have gone back and watched like what Zordon described each of them as. I mean, the okay. thing that stuck out to me was that he used clever, smart, and wise for three different people, and I was like, yeah. those are all. Those you're are saying different. the same shit. No, 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 no. I know they're different things, but those like are wildly different. But Motherfuckers like, never played an RPG. Okay, what about Fearless <laughs> and Brave? He used those two. Uh, none of you are Fearless and Brave, so no Red Raider. No, no, here. they were. It was like the Fearless and Wise, and then Brave and Clever. I know the Black Ranger was clever. I know the Yellow Ranger he said was Agile, um, which is also none of us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what is what is your fucking deal? Listen, you're the only one here who doesn't work out. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. like. I don't know. How's well, your, Steven how's breaks your his leg right whenever he tries to move. Yeah, whenever he plays like, basketball, he does one cut, he does one crossover, and then his <laughs> fucking Kevin Ware leg ass leg breaks open. Again, no, and, it's, oh god, it's Steven, not Anyway, Steven, it's, I've already decided as the Green Ranger because he's a wild card and also possibly evil, uh, <laughs> and is also not here. So <laughs> he's. All, all of this seems logical to me. Yeah. He's green. I mean, I want to pick Black Ranger for myself half because I'm like, what's my favorite metal band? It's Mastodon. <laughs> so I am often shouting Mastodon. So I feel like that's me. Uh, <laughs> Matt, hmm, you're the biggest uh, dweeb here. I guess you're Blue Ranger. Uh, <laughs> Ian, you're the le- Ian, you're the leader of the podcast. You can be red. Yeah. That's all I've ever wanted to be is the Red Ranger. Folks, it's as you know, and I'm Ian Benson, the Red Ranger. Did I draw that out to get the answer I wanted? Absolutely. (laughs) It's me, the Red Ranger, joining me, as previously decided, the Blue Ranger, Matsiani. Hi. I don't know what that means. It means that you're He's the one with the glasses that uh, had the worst worst fit. Are you kidding me? That guy, no, that was the cool guy. yeah, right? Billy, the guy with the Billy cool rocks, glasses. He gets a great fit off. Yeah, yeah. No, that guy was fucking sick. You're the most. You're the most herbivorous, and he is, is a triceratops. So I think that <laughs> also works. Uh, and then also joining us, the the Black Ranger, Travis Marmon. Not here. Oh. Our, our Green Ranger, Stephen Dowden. He's out on assignment. He's in the mountains hunting down a He's sword chain yeah. that will take him from being the Green Ranger to the White Ranger. Uh, and the sword, He's busy of course, playing talks. a flute sword that summons a kaiju. 
I said this a couple weeks ago. I think to maybe one of you. Well, definitely not Matt. Matt would not be the person I would have this conversation with. But it was somebody I was having a conversation with about if you're like, hey, so there's there's the show. Okay. And I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah. And you want me to watch it? And they're like, yeah. It's got a sword that talks. I'm like, well, okay. I'll at least check it out a little bit. And uh, sadly, we didn't get to that part of Power Rangers. But that's what we're here to cover today on As You Know. If you have not guessed already from how much we've talked about it, we're talking about the kids' unimpeachable classic, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. An absolute phenomenon of the 90s. A show, a, a franchise, that by 2001 had generated $6 billion in toy sales. Wow. And that was, who knows where it's at now? That was 20 years ago. So Yeah, it's like, is it still going? The commercials, I mean, it will not die. Because I was trying to look. They made a movie... The- in they made a movie four years 2017, ago, yeah, and it was the that best. Does... And I'm glad to finally have a moment to talk about this on the podcast. It is the best work Brian Cranston has done post Breaking Bad <laughs> was being oh, Zordon in the Power Rangers movie. Now you can take that as wow, he must do a really great job, or yeah, I mean it's slim pickings. After that, and I thought you were a big Godzilla right. 2014 fan. Yeah, but spoiler, he's not in that much. Yeah. He gives a Spoiler. actual performance as Zordon. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> also, just the fun fact that at least Matt probably doesn't know is that Brian Cranston was did a lot of voice acting on Power Rangers in his early days, like for dubbing of like various monsters. And the Blue Ranger Billy's last name is Cranston canonically because of him. Uh, I think that's only in the series or in the movie because um, he's just a Billy. In the show, yeah, they I don't thought. have last names until then. I think. When they decide to give him one. They're honoring the king. They, their friend Brian. Our disgraced time king. Going like, or whatever. I mean, perfect guy. If I want to pick a guy from a prestige show to make weird noises like that, it's Brian Cranston. If we could combine that with like John Hamm's ability to make crazy faces, that would be my like <laughs> ideal like henchman guy for a Power Rangers reboot that I'm I'm putting together. So, Travis has already touched on his deep fondness, his his his, his absurd exposure to the show. I mean, uh, I have, have a lot more to say about. I was going to say if you if you have some more to say about this, uh, you know, go off, King, because I also, you know, definitely this is where my love of giant robots truly begins. Yeah, watching this, I was like, maybe this is the most influential show to who I am as a person. Between a. I love guys punching people and yelling. Uh, that's that a great genre of, of media. B, I mean, I've always loved prehistoric animals. Uh, like, I think that was a big draw for me. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't, don't know. I'm don't, not sure which came. That's kind of a chicken or the egg situation if I got into dinosaurs. <laughs> Travis, I'm, I'm confused. You said prehistoric animals. They only say dinosaurs in this show. Yes. The no, famous dinosaur, the saber-toothed tiger. <laughs> and El Mastodon. Uh, yes. <laughs> and uh, if you want to get pedantic, a pterodactyl. But Yeah. None of these, those are not dinos. There are only two dinosaurs among the dinosaurs. Whatever. So, but there's that. And then most importantly, I've always been like, well, I started getting exposed to heavy music because my neighbor would play like 90s Metallica and Rob Zombie and then Master of Puppets when I was 12, like really opened the floodgates. But maybe what Master of Puppets really did was remind me of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers theme song. And... <laughs> reopen this like primal like part of part of me and that changed 
you know my musical taste uh, ever since. The theme song does shred. The theme song. It is yeah, yeah one of the greatest theme songs of all time. The theme song goes off. And it actually, the music whips. throughout the whole thing, I I was expecting it to all be metal, but we also get some fucking like magic like DX7 elevator kind of like elevator jazz pop weird stuff from the juice cafe or whatever it's called. Uh, yeah. Everything that plays in that space makes me want to go there so bad because it's just like 90s synthesizer music. And then you have like the comic relief bouncy music whenever Bulk and Skull are on screen or whatever. That's t- like telling you like these are the joke characters. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. just starts going like bottom, 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 bottom. Might as well be like, the curb a, music. Yeah, yeah. They they like you know push a pie in each other's face or whatever. As I was watching the show, I was like thinking to myself, I bet there's probably like a group on Tumblr that has reclaimed most of these characters as being gay icons. <laughs> Vulcan like, Skull, especially. Vulcan Skull, Alpha 5, all <laughs> gay icons. I mean, Rita Repulsa probably is. The Pink Power Ranger. Again, probably everyone on the cast. But <laughs> I mean, the Blue Ranger is actually played by a gay man. so And he had a bad time on this because uh, it was the 90s and everyone was very mean to him and homophobic. Power Rangers, I hate to break it to you, but this is the first reason why we're canceling you, in addition to many other reasons. What's funny is everyone on the show had a bad time, and he's the only one that stuck around the entire <laughs> three seasons. Yeah, Amy Jo Johnson, the Pink Ranger. Well, and Pink Jason Ranger. David Frank, but but he's not there from episode um, one. The, the Pink Ranger, she would uh, leave, she left the show uh, because, despite the series being a huge success and having brought Johnson international recognition... The show brought her little financial security, as she and the others were only paid $600 a week, which included Damn. stunt work and public appearances. None of the cast received any royalty payments for reruns of the episodes appear- they appeared in. Uh, as a non-union show, Physical Danger on set prevented a very real threat to Johnson. While filming Mighty Morphin Power Rangers the movie, she was almost set on fire during a stunt, and during Turbo, a Power Rangers movie, she was almost electrocuted. Uh, and she stuck around longer than the original Red, Black, and Yellow Rangers, who also left over low pay and just, like, tough hours on this. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if the hours were tough, necessarily. I'm very curious what the shooting schedule was like for this, since part of it is just footage from another show. Uh, but also, there was an episode, like, every weekday. Hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, Black, Yellow, and Red Rangers all left uh, in the middle of season two. Damn, I, yeah, I was wondering we're, we're about that, but I didn't want to look it up. And then, yeah, Amy Jo Johnson left later uh, during season three. Man, they got yeah, fucking screwed. To... That, yeah. That's insane how bad. This show made, again, how much fucking money in toy sales? These people who starred in this fucking toy commercial got paid how much compared to how much revenue this shit brought in? Well, I will yeah. find I mean, these like, people's home address and bury them in their own backyard. And they're all like, and they're all like just young, struggling actors Matt, trying to like break into Matt, the scene. I'm sorry, I hate to break it to you, but you saying that you are now on an anti-Israel watch list. <laughs> <laughs> because Power Rangers is the property that helped bring Haim Saban to a level of prominence. A man who has been quoted as saying, "I'm a one-issue guy." That one issue, Israel. A man who was in a band, uh, he started his career as a bass player and manager with a band called the Lions of Judah. Uh, That's cool that he was in Judah and the Lion. 
Uh, he is uh, worth $2.8 billion and a major do- uh, you know, donor to the Democratic Party. Uh, and uh, Power Rangers is a weird thing because it is a show that takes tokusatsu, tokusatsu uh, properties. It's my best attempt at saying that. Um, in this case, Super Sentai. Uh, tokusatsu are... Uh, Godzilla, uh, man in rubber suit, uh, you know, things like yeah. that, um, you know, uh, that specific style of Japanese media. Uh, so he, they take uh, Super Sentai, which is this, you know, long running series and sometimes also like some Kamen Rider stuff like that. And they recut it so that you can have, you have the people in suits that are the original Japanese actors, but then you have the teens as played by Americans and it's set in America. So you have, you know, parts where it's like, you're like, yeah, it's an angel grove. They're fighting in the desert. Wait, they just jumped to, is this Tokyo? Yeah. This is clearly yeah, yeah. nowhere near. <laughs> I was wondering what city it was. Yeah. It's Tokyo. Yeah. Uh, this one, uh, it's the first entry of the Power Rangers series, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, a 90s cultural phenomenon. Uh, it's adapted stock footage from Koro Sentu Z-Ranger, uh, which is the 16th installment of Toei's Super Sentai franchise. So, yeah, I mean, you know, Toei, giant of Japanese media, you know, you watch, uh, there are a bunch of things you can watch, you know, from Japan, and you'll get a Toei logo before it. And Haim Saban brought that over and put his name in front of it. So, like, it's Saban's Power Rangers, Saban's Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Wasn't it going to be, like, Saban Rangers or something originally? And they were like, that's stupid. (laughs) Yeah, he's a a cool dude. Uh, Wow. So... Uh, this one, yes. So only the Mecha and the Kiba Ranger costumes. This one, the second and third seasons draw elements from Gosei Sentai Dai Ranger and Ninja Sentai Kaku Ranger. So it's three TV shows that are just mashed together in the edit. It's truly artful. That's in the worst way. At least. Yeah. Watching this, I was like, how did I not notice the dubbing even when I was four years I, old? But- yeah. <laughs> it's... It was it was being like wow yeah so, so I'm a so dumbass and I was like is this is this American show trying to do like a joke on dubbing and is this racist <laughs> no no it just it's, uh, it's, it's just what actually they did it wasn't yeah I don't yeah, I mean like, the show is racist but it's not yeah. racist in the way that I thought it was. And then, like, the action scenes are, I think, a mix of filmed here and the Super Sentai stuff. Because, like, you can kind of tell when it's, like, suddenly the camera type switches. Yeah. Like, yeah. the film quality is different. And, like, when it's definitely, like, supposed to be an American setting or whatever. And then I think it probably got more American later. Because I feel like the, like, bird guys, I think they debuted in the movie, which was entirely American. The bird guys felt racist to me, and the I wasn't tang- sure The Tango what. Warriors. Yeah, they just, they felt racist somehow. I wasn't sure why, <laughs> but there was something with them where I was like, I don't like that. <laughs> that's, that's how I that's, felt. I don't know. Every just, new thing that I saw in this show, I was like, this feels racist somehow. I mean, the classic thing people point out is that the black rangers, the black guy is the black ranger and the Asian person is the yellow ranger. Uh, and people used to say because of that, they were like, uh, the red ranger is actually Native American, but he's not. Uh, I will uh, say though, it is remarkable to have a multi-racial cast for this show, regardless. Like, is it dumb that they make them the Black Ranger and the Re- Yellow Ranger? Yes, but, like, this is more minorities than ever appeared on Friends. 
Yeah, I mean, it's a very 90s kids thing to do. Like, this, yeah. you know, yeah. that's where that's where most, yeah, television diversity was. was not in primetime, but just, like, yeah. kids stuff. But uh, they do all just morph wanna... into Japanese people when they activate their powers. Yeah, I mean, they don't have, yeah, they're in a, hel- they have a helmet and no f- face, and then they're just voice acting, effectively. Uh, I bet there are so many mixtapes called Black Power Ranger. I mean, Zach... What an icon. He's dance battling. Yeah. He's got those I mean, cool pants. Yeah. Black Ranger, Blue Ranger, Pink Ranger, top tier. All cool people. Yeah. Getting fits uh, off. And in, in, in Day of the Dumpster, the pilot <laughs> of the premiere of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Can I just say, so apparently it's watching the name this, of both. This is a really good opportunity to remind Travis. Learn how to play guitar so you can make a record that sounds like the Power Rangers music and call it Day of the Dumpster because, like, <laughs> that just seems like an obvious natural fit. Also, uh, popular internet rumor for years was that Buckethead uh, played the Power Rangers theme song, but <laughs> that was not the case. So somebody just uh, made that up on a forum? Yeah, people are like, that guy playing the solo, that's fucking Buckethead, dude. Who cares? Like, oh, that totally makes sense. And then I think at some point Buckethead did like play it at a show or something. But That's funny, yeah. Like, do kids really like Buckethead? It's like, that you is... get into it, and then later you discover Buckethead, and you're like, this totally makes sense because you get into Shred and shit like that. Oh, or you played God. Guitar Hero too, and whatever. I don't know. Yeah, no, I don't think kids love Buckethead. They're not investigating the <laughs> I, Pike series. It's or just wild that to think does. that Buckethead would even occur in a child's mind <laughs> to post on like the fucking it's Cartoon not Network a child's, forum. It's an adolescent. It's an adolescent's mind. Still. No, no, Buckethead. Kids love Buckethead. He wears a bucket on his head. Kids love to do yeah. shit like that. They're like, did you see that guitar player? It's so weird. He plays a bucket on his head. That's what all the kids at the he end of He does nunchuck the- demonstrations in the middle of his concerts. Like, it would yeah. make sense that he would do Power Rangers shit. That was, that's what all of the kids were talking about at the end of the last episode, when there were all of those children running around. They were talking about how cool <laughs> Buckethead is. Should you, we got straight into the pilot episode into one day, day of the Day of the Dumpster, which is every day around here. <laughs> I in the dumpster live in a garbage yeah. And the dumpster of ideology. It's what do you think Zizak would have to say about Power Rangers, Travis? I, I bet you could. I bet Zizak probably has a very detailed opinion yeah. about Power Rangers, and it's probably public. Like, it's probably a Google search away. The Pervert's Guide to, to Power Rangers. Zizak Power Rangers. Zizak Power Rangers. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't see anything on here. Bastion. Tyrannosaurus. I did get a link to a Chicago Tribune article. Uh, Ex-Power Ranger uses sword to kill roommate, authorities say. Oh, I remember that. Wait, what? That's good. Why aren't we talking? A guy who was on... He's not, it's not on Mighty Morphin, but yeah, someone who was... A Power Ranger at some point in the many many iterations of Power Rangers because did, did I mean some real we'll talk, Power Rangers. We talk in between in episodes life. about um, how Power Rangers continues uh, because it's very relevant to what the finale wound up being here. <laughs> but yeah, someone who is on like Power Rangers Samurai or whatever uh, so uses sword to. Do we have an estimation of the body count for this show? Like the real life body count, untold millions. 
How many how many kids do you think pretended to be Power Rangers in their backyard and killed somebody? Untold hundreds of thousands. Or thought that they were ready for battle with some kind of space entity. Tried to activate their powers and were easily dispatched by such entities. So, you know, I, I got an important question. It's how we really need to start talking about this show. Uh, if the two of you were on the moon... You, so, okay, first of all, you're on the moon. Great. You're just up there on the moon. And you come across what you refer to as a space dumpster. <laughs> mm-hmm. Doesn't really look like a dumpster, but you're like, that's a space dumpster right there. Some kind of space dumpster. I yeah, I mean, if I've seen a bunch dumpster? of space dumpsters before, like, I know what they look like. So, theoretically, I recognize it or I don't. Yeah, well, yeah, they all got that jewel at the top that, like, probably helps seal the magic evil inside. Yeah. Um, do you open the space dumpster? No. Yeah, I mean, I'm a scientist. I'm here to, you know, learn about what's on the moon. Like, why why was I sent there if not to investigate things such as a space dumpster? How would I know that there was an evil witch sealed inside it? They're why would that really... even why would that occur to me? <laughs> They're really <laughs> cavalier about the fact that they went to the moon and then almost immediately seemed to find evidence of intelligent life beyond the planet. Yeah, There's why didn't Buzz like... Aldrin find this? <laughs> So it's just Actually, one, Buzz Aldrin was the one, one who beat Raider Repulsa. Up, <laughs> unleashed untold evil on the world. Oh, it's I, not untold evil. It's just it's told Rita evil. Repulsa, Goldar, Squat, Babu, and Finster. Right. They're all in there. They're all in the dumpster. Um, Set free from 10,000 years of captivity. And then Rita's like, I've got to celebrate. I'm going to destroy the nearest planet. And Because she's on the moon. She's like, that's Earth! And then builds a palace. We've all been there, folks. Uh, we've all been there. Uh, I did really enjoy how the um, the opening credits uh, were just like, we're going to do everything that's going to happen really quick. And I was like, wow, they fucking get into it. And they're like, no, no, no. Actually, that's then going to be the next eight minutes of this 20-minute TV yeah. show. Because <laughs> they say, bring me teenagers with attitude twice in this show, in this episode, which is... Also, remarkable. just every clip is of someone is from the first episode. Yeah, so it's just like, oh, okay, this is this is how we're doing it. But no, instead we, you know, because we, we then see the, the teens. We see Jason Lee Scott, Zach Taylor, Billy Cranston, Trini Kwan, and Kimberly Hart. So I guess they do all get last names. They're hanging out at the Angel Groove Youth Center, Youth Center, where the girls are doing gymnastics and the boys are doing karate. Billy showing up wearing the full uh, karate gi, looking looking like a nerd. I think he's getting a fit off most of the time he's on screen. He definitely has, later in this episode, the worst fit in this whole show. <laughs> Again, Travis, you don't know how to dress. Yeah. Um, I, I'm sorry, I he wasn't a wearing a metal shirt and guy. jeans. Sorry that somebody on this show knew how to dress. Everyone in, in Gen Z dresses like members of this show. Dude, I want my apartment to look like this show. I want to dress like I'm on this show. Everything, the aesthetic, other than the fighting, which I could, they could do completely without, don't need a single second of it. Everything else where they're just hanging out in the spaces on the sets kicks ass. Really great. Love all the neon. Love the uh, like muted pastels on the walls. It's clearly uh, some kids that know what's up. Some cool teens 
with attitude. Travis and Bulk and Skull. Well, now here yes. bringing us to Bulk and Skull. Can you tell me what their full names are? Don't look it up if you have. I don't. I don't know. Uh, I just know that Skull reminds me a lot of the tongue piercing guy from Rat Race, but I have no idea what their names are. Farkas Bulkmeyer and Eugene Skullovich. Nice. Yeah, okay. Pretty good. Which does Skullovich mean that his dad's first name is Skull? <laughs> I mean, someone? it's possible and, his family immigrated, but like somewhere in his past, yeah. yeah. There's a there's a Serbian guy named Skull that then yeah, and had a son who then emigrated in an Ellis Island. It's like we're just keeping Skullovich as the name. Uh, I'm yeah. I'm I'm Eugene, son of Skull. Volkmeyer is also a great Farkas. Farkas Volkmeyer. (laughs) Farkas. Matt, add that to the list of uh, of uh, potential names to be used for something. Farkas. I was like, is that a Pinchon name? It's too abstract to be one. It's too. eh, The last name is not. The first name is. (laughs) Eugene Farkas Volkmeyer. It'd be like Farkas name. Or something. <laughs> yeah. Here's my feelings. Farkas Bulkmeyer is a Gundam name. Eugene Skullovich is a Pinchon name. Yeah. Sure. That's closer, for sure. But anyways, uh, Balkan Skull, the modern day Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. They appear <laughs> yes. in the show for years. They're great. Uh, but also, we do have to cancel Balkan Skull because apparently they're cops in the finale. Very unsurprisingly. Of course they're cops. <laughs> Heartbreaking. Heartbreaking to see my boys do this. But yeah, Bulk and Skull show up to harass them, and then they just get, uh, they uh, become, in, in all Bulk and Skull things, they, uh, they fall down. become fools themselves. Yeah, they, yeah, it's weird that they're like the bullies, but they're like bullying all the really athletic, cool teens who can kick their ass. I don't know what they're like. <laughs> I love to, I, love they're to just bully. losers. They just <laughs> like getting their asses kicked. That's like, their, that's their thing. Imagine shouting "Hey, nerd!" at two black belts who are like hot. Right, the Red Ranger like, looks like fucking team. Ryu, and he's <laughs> like, "Yeah, I nerd." It's like, okay, can you do a roundhouse kick? Travis, uh, you said the magic word Ryu. Would you what? like to hear about the short film from Power Rangers that starred Tommy the White Ranger, uh, played sure. by the actual actor Jason David Frank? In this short film, Tommy Oliver is again played by Jason David Frank. He and former Megaforce Ranger Gia Morin assist Ryu and Chun-Li in stopping the criminal and Bryson and freeing a captured Ninjor. During this film, it is revealed that Ninjor, who created the original Power Coins, gave Tommy an upgrade to his suit. So there is a short film that exists that is Power Rangers cross Street Fighter. I wondered if somehow fighting games would come up. involved No, it's a a fan film. Okay. It's a fan film, of course. It's called like. But you know, the actual guy is in it. Yeah, the actual guy is in it. Huh. The Power Rangers should be anything. annihilated if they had to face M. Bison. Uh, yeah, I mean, for him it would be a Tuesday. Matt, who's M. Bison? We just said it, but who is he? <laughs> Dog. <laughs> the amount of stuff that I'm just going to kind of have to let roll, it is a little bit like reading Pinchon. Just like, if that's a proper noun that I need to know, I'm sure it will come up again. Yeah, that's how I felt watching Stalker the other day. Is there's just various Dude, literary illusions. Talk. We need to talk about you and film because I'm starting to think, Travis, you might not like like various like foreign art house films. 
Yeah. Wow, you're starting to think Why Travis might not been, like no, that? I've been open about that for many years. But even the ones where you're like, this seems like the shit that Travis would like. It's just like, dude, wait, hold on. <laughs> the stalker three and a half was the one of just like, I think it's even just. That's just... <laughs> such a funny movie to three five. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it, when you see that and then you see that Travis <laughs> is just like. Travis saying, like, Role Models is a better film than Tarkovsky's <laughs> Stalker. Okay. Look, I believe in the value in the same principles of Roger Ebert, which is you evaluate movies on their own terms. So a comedy that I think is funny to a degree, to, like, a four-star degree out of five, <laughs> no, I'm going to like more than this Stalker. Is, this is a ranking, and I just it's just it's fun of the number of ESPN thirty for thirty documentaries. The U is better than most it's or, not most European U. cinema. You gave so many thirty for thirties of four out of five. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but Stalker on its own terms, like, did it make fucking heady, annoying art house? The Zona. Film? The Zona. Like, did it do a good job? Probably. I guess. Yeah, I'm just not interested in metaphysics uh, in the way that Tarkovsky is. So that's all right. It looks cool. I like the concept a lot. uh, The teens. So the teens are sitting down uh, for some fruit from Ernie's Juice Bar. Some fruit shakes. This place rocks. Would love to go. Uh, Looks like every place in LA where I like the natural wine list. (laughs) Power Rangers go to the French Laundry. Uh, what's it, uh, what is it? Uh, Vespertine? Is that what? Yeah, that was, Vespertine's more Power Rangers for sure. That yeah. that might be Power, Power Rangers Ranger. food, like as a genre. <laughs> Travis, look it up. It's the only place you could it. go. It's the only place you could go, Travis, where you can get mastodon meat, and it's it's also like bright green. Uh, it looks like the stuff the villains in Power Rangers would eat. All the all the food looks like like shards of black stone. Yeah, what there's they keep everything is this picture of something that's in like a black hoop. <laughs> yeah. And there's just a blob in it. Yeah. Oh, they have the orb of doom. Yeah. <laughs> I mean Yeah, I I bet I'd see Lord Zed and Reader Repulsa on a date there. Be I like, Lord Zed, how are you cool. eating? Your mouth is like a grate. Everyone's and never trying to be cool about it. Uh, he is repulsive. There's a lot of shit in here that I like. I can't believe I wasn't scared of as a child because I was a very scared child. Really, I. But I, this dude—that's like a skeleton with exposed sinew and an exposed brain. I'm like, ah, oh, whatever. He's got a that? funny voice, you know. Yeah. He's, just, he's just a grumpy dad who wants to destroy the Earth and the Power Rangers. Yeah. Uh, Irita causes an earthquake, and in the command center, a, a brutalist mall that's in the middle of the mountains <laughs> that no one has discovered for some reason. Yeah, it's giant. It's shit looks cool. like shit looks like a student center built for like a new age college in New Mexico. Yeah, uh, it's cool. It, oh, it's great. Um, Zordon, a wise wizard alien that lives inside a tube, tells his robot assistant Alpha Five that they have to do the unthinkable. They have to tell him. He has to teleport to him. Five overbearing and over-emotional teenagers, <laughs> which is the greatest. Teleport to me, teleport to us, five overbearing and over-emotional teenagers is better than anything Shakespeare ever wrote. <laughs> yeah. Like, eat shit, Gabriel Garcia Marquez. I bet you couldn't conjure such powerful imagery so casually. 
And then Alpha is upset by this. He was like, no, not no, teenage. not the teens. Ah! <laughs> you know they're going to roast do Alpha's ass. Yeah. Man, that one character. If there was one thing that made me want to turn the show off more than it's anything Alpha. else, it was that robot character. Just like wow. it How was, it was you. like a fucking cheese grater on my ears. How? I, 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 You want to guess who plays him in the movie? In the new one or the, the new one? Yes, the uh, remake. Gilbert. He Dott. has an acclaimed TV show <laughs> as well. Who plays him? Uh, Bill Hader. Okay. okay. <laughs> sure. Bill Hader plays Alpha Five. Uh, Elizabeth Banks is Rita Repulsa. The weird older brother bully from Stranger Things is the Red Ranger. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Zordon's like, we need teenagers with attitude, which is how we're going to solve all the, cli- the crisis we're facing, is just getting some teens with attitude to roast our asses until we fix the problem. I've been a, a proponent of a teen president for a long time. Like, <laughs> How do what do we need to do to make that happen? I think especially after watching this show, I'm feeling convinced we need we need a teenager as the president of the United States. Like we might as wow. well swing in the other direction, right? We've had only like teen. nine thousand year old senile men. Like yeah, the last two are those. What okay? Uh, what about Matt's, a Matt's team the fan of of overbearing teenagers? As over over emotional. Yeah. Uh, These are some serious teens of the attitude because they get teleported to a space wizard's command center and be and told that they have to become superheroes and they're like, and they're like whatever man as I if. got places to be get get me out of here. <laughs> like, the best part about this all though is when Billy looks at Alpha Five and says some type of automaton as if he's like George um, <laughs> Milly uh, Milly Milly yeah. Yes. And Zordon explains to them all that they will be the Power Rangers. He assigns them colors and tells them about their attributes. He basically, like, reads their horoscopes. Every show needs this kind of exposition, I think. Like, this is so rapid. It's like, literally, they just got here, and he's like, I know your exact personality trait, and we'll assign you your respective dinosaur. You fucking teens, you think you're so cool, you're open fucking books, you overly emotional pieces of shit. You're wise. You're You're brave. Look at you, you you pieces of shit. Now get in the goddamn Megazord. And they're like, I don't want to get in the Megazord. And they're like, get in the Megazord or the Earth is going to be destroyed, you fucking teens. And they walk away. And then the Red Ranger is like, I don't know, man. He said we should be superheroes and save the world. And I kind of think we should do that. What? Talk about refusing the call. Joseph Campbell, am I right? I don't get it. The hero journey like narrative arc no 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 no, nothing on the the hero's journey so they leave like zordon's like fine i guess but take the take these belts or or take the like the morphing thing with bobs and they're like whatever and they leave but they take the things yeah they take the things anyway but they're like i'm not gonna like learn how to be responsible but i'll take this cool gadget i guess we'll get back to you and uh rita and her uh her team uh, create uh, the Putty Patrol, which is the first we see of like, they're like the stock mooks for most of the series. Yeah. uh, Because they can just make them out of clay uh, as you see and put them in a press and then send them to earth. So pretty uh, cool. A bunch of, a bunch of putties attack and they're like, 
what the fuck? These weird clay dudes are coming <laughs> at us. Uh, I guess it's time to fight. And, you know, we're all athletic, uh, strong teens, so we could maybe try and put one up, but all the putties, uh, throw them into a big pile. <laughs> over the this course of this. They all had a different way of falling arcade. into the pile. And that was, yeah. that was great choreography. And then uh, we finally get, you know, the first example of morphin time when they all pull I out think, their I think we should use things. the thing. Like that yeah. guy said, that guy in the tube. So are they used to seeing guys in tubes? Are they like... They instantly know what to do. Like I, 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 could... I, pref- I prefer that because otherwise we'd have such a long episode where they're like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah, I love yeah. when someone's just like, okay. That's yeah, weird. It's sure. even well. more streamlined than Sailor Moon where it's like, here's a cat that will tell you what to say and do. They're just yeah. like, I guess we do this. And then immediately are like, neat. And, and, and I mean, <laughs> they do kind of explain it. They're like, wow, this is like second nature to me. Yeah. Like, like okay, it cool. Takes, Thank you. Blaze through this. Yeah, like it takes over like their mind and then they're suddenly better at fighting and stronger and leap incredibly high. Uh and we get the yeah. First the first instance of many um stock Super Sentai footage that they'll show of them doing front flips into battle and the putties also doing front flips into battle. Like literally every episode you see that that loop uh, at some point. It's it's why I don't go on trampolines, because I know if I go on a trampoline, I'm going to try and recreate all of these <laughs> battle intros. And I'll fucking break, break my neck. Your leg. <laughs> I'll break my fucking neck. <laughs> How do you get paralyzed? So, okay, you remember in Power Rangers? And like, got it. Don't need to say anymore. <laughs> no matter where this goes, it doesn't seem a surprise. And, uh, and also in classic then fashion of the, how every one of these Power Rangers battles works is they beat the guys and then... They're like, okay, we've got them, we've got them on the ropes, and then they're like, okay, now it's time to make one of them giant. And they're like, fuck, now we gotta call in the Zords. Well, first, I mean, they get to the putties, and then Goldar shows up and starts uh, fighting them. And I love Goldar. Goldar is like the one of all of like Rita's like henchmen. He's like the one that I think has a cool design, which is like, what if one of the flying monkeys from the Wizard of Oz also had like this like leonine golden armor? I don't like see. What do you mean? Only one of them? What? How are you going to do Finster like this? Is he the professor one? Yes. That just looks like a goat, basically, or something. Yeah, the the, the goat who's like, oh look, I've made these new monsters. They'll be destroyed by the Power Rangers. Yeah, not a Finster fan. Apparently, I made him sound like Pops from the yeah. I don't show. know why he's Pops from regular show. Babu- Squat and Babu or whatever. <laughs> But Goldar, I thought looked cool. I think I had a Goldar action figure. They're all good. They're all great boys. These are my boys. When we talk about Ian's boys, you know how the la- how uh, you know two weeks ago we had some Ian's boys in Richard Kind. This week we had some Ian boys in Goldar and Finster <laughs> and and Squat and Babu and uh, whatever think, the one in the finale. Get an, as you know, All Stars jersey at some point. I hope. They'll pop up What's somewhere. The- What's the one that's a skeleton that's half camouflage? I'm not sure what his name... They said his name, but I don't know what it is. But what's he looks his, he looks like he's from deal? a fucking like, jungle rot t-shirt. Like, <laughs> and I, then, thought of him, <laughs> I thought of him as the share zone. Yeah. <laughs> he's, yeah, he, the share zone monster, uh, except loving the troops, I guess. And then fucking, yeah, Goldar, he's got the voice like he should be... He could be fronting high on fire. Or whatever, yeah. like the way that he just speaks and and yells. Yeah. Uh, 
Excellent. Yeah, they fight Goldar, and then Goldar gets real big. And then and they're, they're like, like it's time to get got- the Megazord. It's time to also get really big, I guess. Here's what here's what bothers me about the Zord concept. We like never see what the Zords do individually, except arrive from their various exotic locales. Like <laughs> which is cool that like the Mastodon the Mastodon got there from some fucking from the ice caps or whatever. A pterodactyl flew out of a volcano. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say the pterodactyl rode on in, in uh in, yeah, in Godzilla King of the Monsters, just yeah. flying out of a fucking But like <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, what if you just had the five Zords individually take him on? I feel like that would do even better than a Megazord would, but whatever. Do they ever just use the Zords and not the Megazord? I need to know, Google. I think in the movie they do when they get the new the ninja ones. Oh, they definitely do in that one because it is burned in my my brain, um, the frog one jumping around. Um, okay, and also the greatest line delivery, which is "I'm a frog." Uh, Johnny Young Bosch, the most successful uh, career post Power Rangers of any of the Power Rangers, to the point where I knew his name without having to look it up. But uh, the uh, the other and I, and I remember that the White Ranger has a like a Peregrine Falcon Zord in that one, and at one point he like lays it down when some trains when a train track has been destroyed, and somehow the train is able to still ride that, which doesn't make any sense because it doesn't have tracks. Sorry, I, I remember the Yellow Ranger has a bear. That's the only other one that I recall, and I watched that movie like five years ago. But yeah, they form the Megazord. They they defeat Goldar. Like, there's not much more to it. There's a lot of punching. Yeah, Matt, what did you think of the Megazord? Pretty cool, right? <laughs> it did the thing. It looked like an action figure. Um, yeah, man. If I was a kid, I definitely I'd had my that parents one. for it. I definitely had that one. And uh, I definitely... Maybe I had the green... I don't think I had the white one. I, I think I had the green kaiju Megazord. Again, I you know, it's a running thing. I love what that looks like. I love giant robots, and I think this is probably my first exposure to giant Japanese robots, which really informs a lot of my life later when I stay up oh, and watch yeah. Gundam Wing on Toonami, and then I'm like, oh, this is who I'm this is who I am. Yeah, I think Travis, I had this guy is, too. Oh yeah. Oh. I'm trying I was trying to remember what it looked like. I think I had this guy. Watching this, I really like understood so clearly how I never saw one single second of this show when I was a kid. This was so not my thing. I was never an action figures kid. I was never like a punching and kicking show person at all, like through adulthood. Fuck. I might want to pick Dragon Ball Z for my next one just to really make (laughs) (laughs) have to experience more Uh, punching and kicking shows. I'm going to pick the most fucked up shit I can find. I can't wait. Uh, yeah, and then they get back, and Zordon's just like, all right, cool, you guys can be Power Rangers, but you have to follow three rules. And we all probably jokingly are like, don't talk about being a Power Ranger. And then Zordon's like, okay, you know. Don't talk one. about being a Power Ranger. Yeah, well, that's three. That's rule three, but he's like, And this one, is six years before Fight Club. Yeah, but one, you know, don't use your power for personal gain. Two, not to escalate a battle unless Rita forces them to do so, which is some real fucking cop rules of, like, you can't started but you can't escalate so then they start to like look for excuses to escalate <laughs> manufacturing ways to make the monster get really big yeah you can't just bring a megazord in every like the casualties yeah although they do seem to always be fighting in a random desert somewhere i i would love if there was a power rangers that really grappled with the fact that like 
the human casualties of giant robots fighting. Um, the um, uh, the most recent giant robot anime movie I watched the other week, the best segment of it was just two people fleeing from two robots fighting and like, you know, and you're just like, wow, yeah, this would fucking suck. I would love if Power Rangers did that of just, you know, people running on the street screaming. Their swords clash, sparks melt a car and kill somebody inside it as they scream, unable to escape. Uh, and then Zordon's like, great job, Rangers. Uh, and then, yeah, and to keep their identities a secret. No one can know their Power Rangers. And then they're like, I mean, I guess we can do it. Uh, and the Pink Ranger's like, I don't know. It messes with my hair. Not. And uh, <sighs> I, yeah, I did. I did. Uh, I did need to like take a shower after hearing a not joke like that in <laughs> mm-hmm. the year 2021. She's also the one whose costume gets a skirt. No, yeah, because the Yellow you. Ranger is a guy in the in the original, right? Yes, the Yellow Ranger in Japan is male. Yeah, and like Trini is more tomboyish than Kimberly, so I guess it works. Uh, an important first crush for many an American man, the Pink Power Ranger, which is probably what destroyed Amy. Yeah, jo Johnson's a terror, life. you don't want to have that in your. Career <laughs> you do not. If you're like a young, be. pretty, twenty-three-year-old nope. actress, and then it's like, it's you probably are literally like, um, fucking. Sarah Lynn in BoJack Horseman, who like gets letters from people all the time, telling them, telling her that they, their first like masturbation fantasy was to her. Just like, why would you tell me that? I assume yeah. Amy Jo Johnson got a lot of those, and that's God very unfortunate for her. But again, shout she did out, stick around. Shout out to her, People are shout fucking her, insane. Yeah, yes, they yeah. Are. I I have some ideas on how we should deal with this, uh, but. Um, some like the Power Rangers would then probably decry me as a eco terrorist, a mass murderer, a madman. But I like to think of myself as a visionary. So I have a question. I have a question about this, Matt. Mm-hmm. Um, you said that this felt longer than The Wire, yeah. which is confusing to me because this is the most rapidly edited show I've <laughs> ever the, watched. The breakneck pace made it feel long. <laughs> I don't understand that at all. How does that work? <laughs> I don't know. Needed more. He needed Tarkovsky to film this. Uh, yeah, to, I need. I needed space to, to breathe. But I I think partially because I had to be like so tuned into it because things were happening so fucking fast, like that it engaged my. It felt I, maybe my brain just got more exhausted watching this. It's like listening to like a grindcore album or whatever. Yeah, where it's just like you've been. You just get pummeled. And you're like, well, it's a good thing it's only 21 minutes, minutes but if yeah. it's more than 20, if it's more than 21 minutes, it's like, God, I'm sorry. Yeah, why why did go. you do this? Why did you yeah. make this this long? Yeah, I, I exerted the same amount of mental energy as I would if I watched four hours of TV, normal TV, which tells us everything we need to know in that Travis and I watched a hell of a lot more of this and Matt would beg openly for death than rather <laughs> experience more Power Rangers. Yep. Yeah. So should we talk about so before this finale, we definitely need to talk about like the format and continuation of Power Rangers as a series because initially, <laughs> so on IMDb it says there's 43 episodes in season three, but Netflix only has 33. So I was very confused where the last 10 episodes were, and it, what it is is there's a mini series called Mighty Morphin Alien Rangers that bridges the gap between Mighty Morphin and Power Rangers Zio, which is why the end is what it is. Um, but in between. You know, over the course of the seasons, obviously, yeah, most of the cast left. There was the movie where Did they the defeated new cast Ivan get Ooze. the same shit deal. Probably, Absolutely. 
but they got to be in the movie, so they probably made a little more money on that. Um, Jesus, man. And they, they defeated Ivan Ooze. Uh, well, uh, remember, Travis, I did say that the that the film was non-union work, so I bet they somehow got less. The film was also non-union? <laughs> yeah, because that was where they, it said they, the, they the, the non-union nature of it all. They, yeah, I mean, you know, they were probably absolutely um, taken advantage of, and that's, uh, that's a crime. I'm going to drop an image in the group DM, if you guys would pull it up. Okay. Uh, because of the fact that while we're talking about the alien rangers, I think it's important to tell you what the aliens looked like. So when we say alien rangers, uh, could one of you please describe these cool guys? Uh, <laughs> some people in the background of Babylon 5. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. Some dudes with that have what appear to be gold masks covering the top half of their face and exposed brains. Exposed brain is always brains. crazy to me, man. It looks like rocks, though. Like they have like, I don't know. They like bejeweled. These look like weird rock brain. type Pokemon, fucking car bank ass people. They bejeweled their stone brains. Uh, yeah, those are those are the alien rangers, who I believe have just a kind of ninja looking suit. And we also, by this point, have gotten uh, Tommy, who becomes, like, the real leader of the Rangers, because he has, like, even a special outfit stuff. He used to be the Green Ranger, who was, like, a rogue, and then he became the White Ranger. And he was a got, villain. Yeah. And now he's got and a he's got a white tiger motif and a cool chest a good plate. Ranger. And he's and it, the coolest one. And Jason yeah. David Frank stuck around through many Power Rangers series. He later plays, I mean, he continues to play. Did he make any money character. on it eventually? I would imagine at some point, yes. I don't know. Enough um, to keep going. Because he appears like, I mean, he appeared enough to, like... Enough to pay for all three of his first names. <laughs> really? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, and yeah, even the Pink Ranger was gone by this point. Like, she was in the movie, but uh, she left during season three and was replaced by this Australian girl. Okay, I was I wondering who the hell that was. Yeah. It feels like she only joined in the last episode. Uh also, to answer the thing, um, I don't know if he made money, but Tommy does later apparently become a doctor because he is listed as Dr. Uh, Tommy Oliver in later seasons. <laughs> do you think that came with a pay do raise on the show? Yeah, he's like, also, like, like, what do you think his doctorate is in? Like anthropology or like he's like Tommy Oliver, MD. I'm going to get you that answer. And I hope it's like Power Rangers studies. <laughs> It, actually, it's just it's mentioned in um, uh, incredulously. Someone says he got a doctorate in a later season, <laughs> <laughs> but they don't say in what. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't say. But like somebody yeah. was uh, really meticulously updating the Wikipedia page. It was like, all right, I, I, I guess he's a doctor. <laughs> no. He goes by it. There's a whole uh, terrible discourse for like four oh. days over whether he can go by Dr. Tommy Oliver or not. God. <laughs> uh, he got a doctorate in paleontology at MIT, a school that does not have a doctorate in paleontology. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that doesn't seem like a place that would do paleontology. I can't think of a worse place to do paleontology no, than granted, New England. Granted, <laughs> for all we know, maybe MIT does it because there's now a world where there are giant dinosaur robots. And yeah. they're like, fuck, we got to learn what happened here. <laughs> Yeah, I need some Zord origin stuff. Oh. Like, where do they come from? Uh, I think, are those also from the space dumpster? No, but, like, they're ancient, for sure. I don't know. A different maybe space like dumpster. Maybe they're, like, Transformers, which are from space. And, like, Zordon is like, they resemble what you call dinosaurs. 
I like to imagine that they were uh, dinosaurs that were turned into robots. Yeah. Even though there's millions of years, tens of millions of years between a T-Rex and a Mastodon, but... You know. Maybe there's like a dinosaur Zordon Whatever. who was like, all right, dinosaurs, bring me some dinosaur, some uh, so over over emotional teen dinosaurs remake, and they get in the suits in the remake um, set. It start opens, you know, millions of years ago and Zordon is the Red Ranger and he's been betrayed by Rita, the Green Ranger. And so he does the only thing he can do after his team has been killed. Uh, the only sensible thing he can do, he has Alpha 5 take the powers, hide them, and then crawl, mm. calls in an asteroid strike that destroys uh, the dinosaurs on planet Earth. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, buries Rita. <laughs> Very good. Okay, yeah. Zordon caused the Mesozoic extinction. All right. Travis, wow. you should watch the remake. That's pretty good. Yeah, I've heard it's not very good and that there's surprisingly few Power Rangers in it. It's pretty dumb, uh, but in an enjoyable way. Uh, anyways, uh, Rangers in Reverse. Rangers in Reverse. Where I, I love Master Vile, uh, Rita Repulse's dad, I guess, who is like a Bloodborne boss. He looks, yeah, I would say he looks like a Resident Evil character, was my, yeah. <laughs> my thought from him. He's, he's a Bloodborne boss who's like, I'm going to destroy the world with the Orb of Doom. <laughs> and they're like, okay, dude, I guess. Yeah. I love the disconnect between the monster design and the voices because of the fact that you're like, here is, yeah, here is Master Vile. He looks like, you know, a video game villain that you you would encounter in like a dark church. But he talks just like a, like a normal dude. Yeah. Is he ever on screen with the other ones? I feel like they keep cutting to him just in a room going, Rah! and then they show like Rita and Zed it's, being like, ah, in a different. Yeah, it's probably because he's from a different show. Yeah. He's... <laughs> no, it's because he's from a different universe. He's interdimensional. Yeah. Master Vile. Good name. Yeah, great he's stage got, name. He's got the Orb of Doom. Also a great name. <laughs> Would you listen to Orb of Doom with the front man Master Vile? And also he's the only member. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this so it's a black you, metal project. Uh, yeah. that's, what, you, that's what these bands you like sound like. Orb of Doom would be an album title, I yeah. feel like, more than a band name. Uh, but Master Vile is a good just stage name. But, hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'd check it out probably. And then I'd be like, oh, this guy has ties to what groups? All right. Well, I'm not buying this on Bandcamp. PowerRangers.fandom.com <laughs> refers to Rita as both Rita Repulso repulsa and rita revolto and i don't are there two of them yeah i think repulsa is the canonical one but i think they tried revolto at the point is this an Aerith no. eris situation yeah matt just eyes glazed over <laughs> thinking about like did i get that you work done today <laughs> yeah he's gonna pick some gnarly shit in revenge travis i'm very curious. you're not excited yeah uh, uh, <laughs> So we, we see the carnival that the Power Rangers are taking the Pink Ranger to because it's secretly her birthday. And she's like, oh, guys, this is so nice. Even though someone probably is currently in the midst of dying at that carnival because of a, like a bad ride that's never been serviced. Yeah, uh, that's the charm. That's that is the charm of that carnival. The carnival that just has a sign that just says carnival in uh, in black letters on pink. I'm just like, that's where you want to go. That's uh, where I want to go. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to fucking live forever. 
Might as well be suspended <laughs> upside down for like six hours <laughs> on some ride. While 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 the Power Rangers are there fighting in the background and you're just trapped upside down. It's like, help! <laughs> Guys, help! this would be an easy task for you. And then you get and then you get de-aged so your body gets smaller so you fall out of the, the <laughs> you're not buckled in. I properly, love this time trouble. This science behind the time time reversal in this is incredible uh, stuff. Dude, Especially if you're so watching little, like Terminator. There's yeah. so little that happens in this finale we are going to blitz through it because we're basically already there. <laughs> like, yeah. It um, really yeah, is you know, you punching got, and kicking pretty much the just, entire time, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, you got because one Smasher Vile's just like I've got the orb of doom. You're like that doesn't sound good. And then Bulk and Skull are like we're gonna give people a bunch of parking tickets. So uh, they're at the yeah they're at the 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 carnival. They're eating, uh, you know what fried food. They're having a great time. And then they're like, uh, you know, summoned to the command center. And Zordon's just like so. Lord Master Vile's got the orb of doom, and he's gonna activate and destroy the world. And they're like, damn, okay. I mean, just another day of being the Power Rangers. The Power Rangers, the actors, should unionize. The Power Rangers in the canonical show, or in the canon of Power Rangers, should also unionize. They have yeah. a terrible work-life balance. Yeah. I mean, that's all superheroes, though. Not all of them. Like, what if you just hired a couple more Power Rangers? Exactly. Like, yeah. more, I mean, there are so the many emotional teens. Yeah. But would you trust, you know, an alternate Power Ranger yes, if there I would. was a crisis? Because the teens themselves are fucking idiots, and they there's they're not special. I'm a part-time Ranger. You can you can fucking replace no, them easily. Travis, they're the not the part-time Ranger. It and the belt. It'd be like are what give. It'd them, be like they're firefighters. Yeah. You know, it's just like oh, it's your shift. <laughs> yeah, you're in there for a couple. You know, you're in there for for a while. Then we're gonna come in and replace you. You know, we're gonna do different rotations. Yeah. Look, there are only five teenagers with attitude out there who also are this good at martial arts. What we're describing is actually so much more anime of just like, yeah, we're going to create a military force out of only the teens. And, uh, you know, I mean, they're going to get paid. It's going to be a whole balance. It's going to be absolutely yeah. miserable, but that's how it is. Uh, anyway, they're informed that the Orb of Doom, if placed at the right longitude and latitude, will spin the Earth's rotation backward and thus reverse time. Except that's not really what it does, but don't worry about it. If, if it does, if they put it in the right spot, uh, Superman will appear and then he's yeah. going to fly around the Earth enough times to reverse time to save Lois Lane from the earthquake. Is that what happens? I don't in know. Yeah, that falls into two. some I kind of fucking chasm. Yeah, that's that. not Superman two. That's Superman one. Weirdly, uh, I've seen one? it. God. Somehow, I've seen yeah. it. Who uh, could fucking say how that Superman, happened? Superman 2, I don't know, you're friends with me. That That's just like, I assume like that's how... Is Superman 2, or is it 3 or 4, where he throws the, the S? 2 is where he throws Two is where he throws <laughs> the S and reveals that it's made out of like cellophane and it captures Zod for a second or whatever, yes. Okay. 3 and 4 are the ones where they're like, Richard Pryor said he's a big fan, we should put Richard Pryor in these movies. He's <laughs> Superman's sidekick. That's pretty smart. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, the mascot for Stormtroopers of Death appears and tries to put uh, the Orb of Doom at the exact location that it needs to be, and the Power Rangers go fight him to stop him from doing that. And and that's it. He that's fights the them show. with his bone. He has a bone sword that's really more of a club because yeah, not that's sharp. not sharp at all. Uh, Sharpen that bone, dude. Uh, they fight him and a bunch of Tengu warriors, uh, and they reveal the. Uh, the Power Rangers reveal their new metallic armor upgrade, which is just their regular clothes, but they have glitter on them. Uh, but yeah, makes them dude. stronger. <laughs> sure. 
and they're able to fight a lot of these, but not in time for uh, for Sergeant D to uh, not put his the Orb of Doom down and then leave. Uh, that fucking guy. That fucking guy. And then this reverses that guy, time. Yeah, he, and then he looks at them and he's like, soup sucks. And puts the orb down. <laughs> he goes, okay, we if don't you don't like know. it, you can just leave. And he does. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know that the earth rotating the opposite way wouldn't reverse time. It doesn't reverse we, time, though. It just makes people younger in the current yeah. place that they are. Yeah, also, time is reversed. Okay. If you so if you actually reversed the rotation of the Earth, everything's destroyed, right? No, yeah, it just goes, goes backwards fucking... in time. I mean, it's slowly okay, destroyed. Yeah, that was an actual question. At, in, over the course of the same timeline that it was built. That was my fault. That was my fault. I asked an actual question. I was looking for an answer for on a podcast for <laughs> dummies. That's on me. I forgot where I was. Yes, for a everything second is destroyed. Like, um, have you seen the movie The Core? Yes, the most it's scientifically quite accurate a lot movie of like all time. That. Uh, I think a lot about, and I think Travis, we've talked about this before, but the, you can't go out. That suit's only rated for 4,500 degrees. It's 9,000 degrees out out there. And then like, isn't it like Delroy Lindo? Who's just like, I'll only stay out there for half as long. Yes. (laughs) Yes. That happens with the core. Is it Delroy Lindo? God, I I gotta rewatch that movie. I only remember that Hillary Swank is in that movie. Like, Right before Million Dollar Baby, I think. Yeah. Or possibly right after. I was, so it's between her Oscars. Yeah. I was really obsessed uh, with disaster movies as as a kid because I loved Armageddon. And, like, I think I was so <laughs> hungry for more disaster movies that, like, the stupidity of that one somehow was completely lost on me. So now I want to watch it as, like, the person that I am now. This movie is 135 minutes long. Fucking it shit. Dr. Ed Braz Brazelton, who's developed a material that can withstand and convert Ed extreme heat Brazelton. into electricity. Do you want to guess what that material is called? Unobtainium. Unobtainium. Fucking yeah. of course. Uh, and uh, the, the, um, they use a top, secret, a, top, a top secret project called Deep Earth Seismic Trigger Initiative. Or as they call it, Destiny. Because they use the I and the I from initiative to make it fit as destiny. <laughs> Otherwise, it's Desty. <laughs> uh, this film features some... You got Aaron Eckhart. Yep. Hillary Swank, Delroy Lindo, Stanley Tucci. Yeah, definitely Tucci the first time I saw any of these people in any DJ movie. Qualls, Alfre Woodward, Woodard, and uh, Richard Jenkins. Wow. There are some Ian's boys in there. There are some Ian's boys <laughs> and DJ Qualls. The Ian's Is boys. DJ Qualls not one of your boys. No, why would I? No, my boys in this are Lindo, Tucci, yeah. uh, Jenkins, and Greenwood. I love Bruce Greenwood. The core, terrible movie. Anyways, I wish the Power Rangers had to pilot to the center of the Earth to restart the core or whatever. Yeah, it stopped rotating. I oh, actually he's... just, I just watched a movie that features, um, the, an anime movie that features. Power Rangers like characters having to go to the core of the earth. So that's just Promare now that I think about it. Uh, uh, yeah, they all get turned into kids. End of series. And not like little kids. They're just basically, they're, since they're supposed to be teenagers. <laughs> they, they're DH like three years. Tommy, who was already the most 90s man that existed because he's got the ponytail and looks yeah. like he just got out of like ska practice. <laughs> uh, him, the teen him with the ponytail <laughs> is Chef's Kiss. Just. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they still have the minds of their current age. They're just like, I have a child's body now. Because yeah. time was reversed. That's how this it works. Is, it is truly the darkest hour for the Power Rangers. Does this happen to everyone on Earth? Uh, apparently. At least everyone in Angel Grove that's happening to. Well, Angel Grove and Angel Grove wink Tokyo yeah. footage used <laughs> in this. Yeah. And, you know, anyone yeah. on the, the borders the Pacific Ocean uh, gets turned into into a child. Uh, and then the show ends. Yeah. And then they're just like, damn, what are we going to do? <laughs> and that's the literal, that's the last Mighty Warfarin Power Rangers episode I, officially. So I remembered, I remembered that, I, I thought Alien Power Rangers was longer than... A ten episode miniseries. I knew, you know, it goes to Zio after this, uh, and then from Zio it goes to Turbo, and then yep. from Turbo to In Space, and then and it becomes then Galaxy, Lost Galaxy. That's when I stopped Lost watching. Galaxy. Yeah, that's about when I probably also dipped off. I was probably I was probably eight and like I'm done with this. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm a mature adult now. I need to watch adult things. I need to watch yeah, Goku I'm shout now. I need to watch Goku shout for twenty minutes. Yeah, it's funny. This is the show that we've covered where, like, honestly, I mean, I guess, like, Dark Shadow. We're in a streak right now where we don't have much to say about the actors themselves. They're yeah. not good, but, like, what are they working with? Like, Yeah, it's impossible to evaluate these these people on a good-bad scale. They exist yeah. outside of the conventional it's morality a, It's a fucking genre this. thing, and that's cool, like... it's But it's even beyond genre thing because it's, it's half of it is, like, yeah, you're just, uh, you're just shouting at us. Yeah. Uh, while you're in a, in, a, in a booth. Yeah. Uh, you know. Man. You have to do some flips. You're all also stunt actors. Yeah. Uh, and then the only, like, the only one I can think of is, that, like, did anything. I mean, I, I, Amy Jo Johnson was around. She did, like, I, I, th I think she appeared on Felicity mm. as, like, a roommate or something like that. Uh, but, yeah, uh, Johnny Young Bosch has gone on to have a very successful career in acting, uh, in voice acting for anime and video games. This will not be uh, the first we see of him sense. or the last if we see of him. He was on, he was certainly on Gurren Lagann and Bleach. He also did the most recent Akira dub. So and again, he, he has the best, he has the best line delivery of any Power Ranger at any point, which is I'm a frog in the Power Rangers movie. Yeah, when I learned that that was when I like watched Karen Lagan and then I saw that like the guys and yeah Lelouch of the Rebellion when I was watching one of those and I was like that guy's voice sounds familiar. Wait, it's the it's the Frog Power Ranger, but sadly, but this is before or after. I'm not really sure how this works in the timeline of the film versus. The film is during comes out either between seasons two and three or like during okay. season two. Yeah, that's the darkest hour for the Power Rangers, but the brightest hour for Matt, because it means that he doesn't have to talk about Power Rangers. <laughs> uh, and since I don't think we're going to do it ever again, because it's not as much fun to do any of the other ones, because no. those are also only one season. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to, uh, spoilers for anyone, uh, so the first, yeah, five series or so, or like one arc, one narrative arc, the Zordon era. And it ends with Zordon getting fucking killed. They kill Zordon to, like, redistribute his energy across the galaxy to save the galaxy, uh, which is uh, hmm. very funny. That's pretty good. I, I probably was very moved as a child watching Zordon die. And then my parents were like, why are you crying? And then I was like, Zordon died. And they're going to be like, I okay, I don't know how to talk about that one. It's fucked up in the movie when they, like, smash his, when they blow up the command center shit, and, like, he's just been in the glass tube, and he is just, like, a guy in a robe that... 
classic like fucking animation or something. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and he's got big Darth Vader with no helmet energy. I don't know. Yeah, there's there's some there's something up with all of that for some reason. I don't know. He's it's I think like it's like a life support thing. We don't need to think about Power Rangers this hard. If I wanted to think about Power Rangers this hard, I'd be reading the the current comic book that's supposed to be actually pretty good. Could not imagine. That's yeah. I could not. Yeah. I I, uh, I enjoyed going back, but also it was very much like, oh wow, this is what this show was. Cut. Cut. Yeah. Cut. <coughs> Backflip. Uh, yeah, it's definitely a show that doesn't uh, hold up uh, to an adult. Uh, but I could see why parents were like, I hate this shit, but whatever. <laughs> if it keeps you occupied, yeah. don't keep buying you action figures. I mean, as somebody who was recently around <clears throat> a child who was watching, I'm getting very emotional thinking about this. Um, <laughs> it was me, and it was my friend, and it was a son. <clears throat> no, I just, um, my throat is apparently uh, trashed after some coughing. Um, they put on Cocoa Melon for that child. What is that? And that, uh, that is some dystopic children. I mean, it's just like, it's just cheap CGI animation and it's people singing songs. And it was like, I, the scariest thing anyone could do would be drop acid and watch Cocoa Melon. You would, <laughs> you would die. Yeah. Way. I mean, Power Rangers is for small children and Cocoa Melon is for babies. Yes. Uh, so, you know, I'd rather put uh, Power Rangers on in front of the kid than Cocoa Melon. Yes. Cause then maybe they'll be cool. Like me and yeah, they'll Travis start a metal band. Cool yeah. 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 Maybe that's, that's how, how, I'm put, how you put your child on the path to becoming a metalhead. Well, that is Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. A show that aired, I forgot to even say, it was on like Fox Kids. It helped make Fox. Fox Kids, yeah. Yeah, a whole thing. Uh, next week, Stephen, you want to tell us what we have? That's the cue for one of you to do a Stephen impression. Oh, yeah. We're doing weeds. That's your Stephen impression? That's a the right, the right way. The right way to do a Stephen impression is you unplug your microphone. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I was I was staying at a strange woman's house on the countryside uh, where they didn't have any internet, and I was thinking about this emotional time in in my teenage life where I was watching the show Weeds with <laughs> D. Please come back to me. Ah, <laughs> so who here knows the least about Weeds? I've never seen any of it. That's you then. Yeah, I watched a little bit, yeah, and then okay. I watched, I think, an episode of Weeds. No, I thought about Travis, watching it several times. I'm gonna put thirty seconds. I'm gonna put thirty seconds on the clock. Tell me everything you know about Weeds, starting now. Weeds is a Showtime series where Mary Louise Parker is a suburban mom who becomes a pot dealer. Uh, Kevin Nealon's there. Oh, uh, God. I know it He's went got on. It, down. it went on God for way too it. fucking long. My mom used to watch it over the phone with her friend Karen, even though she actually hated the show starting season four. And my mom quits shows as soon as she doesn't like two episodes in a row. But because she's a pushover, she stayed stuck through it the whole time. That didn't have much to do time, by the way, about your about weeds, but a decent insight into your mom. <laughs> uh, so there you go. That's weeds. Uh, we're, we're turning to Showtime for what feels like the we're too many time. Way too many fucking Showtime shows. Yeah. Official well, ban on like Showtime such a perfect, shows. Yeah, like we we need to have a and HBO. Honestly, yeah. No, yeah, I'm I'm gonna okay. do a network show for my next pick. Don't we worry. won't do Shameless for a while. I'm trying to think what even other big Showtime Homeland. Oh yeah, is there I'm is there also is there a quote one of us should try and take us away with? Uh, just you know, we'll just remember that we need. I need you to bring me. Uh, 
five overly. I need you to teleport to us five overbearing and over emotional teenagers. Oh, I was going to go with feast your eyes on the orb of doom. Well, those are our. That's us in a nutshell. The differences between us in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wrote uh, down both of those quotes. Thanks. Thanks as always to our producer, Matt Isiani. Thanks for listening. Tell a friend. Tell uh, oh, t- uh, t- about this podcast. Tell your mom. Uh, walk into the woods and dig a hole, or walk into the woods and whisper into a tree about this podcast, and then take mud and fill the hole with uh, uh, with that mud. Uh, however, you want to get the word out. Bye. Thanks, y'all. <laughs>